When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Rum Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to take a look back at that Washington team Philadelphia Eagles game this past weekend. It was a final nail in the coffin on what has been a disappointing season for Washington. An important offseason awaits for this organization, and especially for Coach Ron Rivera. Also, a look ahead at the Washington team Giants game this upcoming weekend. The team will look to finish the season with a win. Lastly, I'll take a look at some players to watch in the upcoming college football championship game with, against Georgia versus Alabama this upcoming Monday night. A lot to cover, so here we go. That Philly game, you know, the team came out strong with the best opening drive of the season. Uh, Taylor Heineke was on fire to start the start the game, and really that drive in particular, distributing, I think, to four different receivers on that drive alone. Uh, distributing a little bit of everywhere. Uh, John Bates, they had a catch. Deami Brown. Um, it was really nice, you know, really nice to see everything was crisp, a great start. You got a th- chance that you think, oh, maybe Washington's going to take this one, uh, keep their season alive maybe by one more week. Um, but unfortunately, you know, did not continue as this offense only was able to muster nine more points the rest of the game. Again, it was a really nice drive, but uh, just wasn't wasn't meant to be. You know, Taylor was rattled by pressure um, in a good amount of the game, but he did make some nice throws under pressure. Uh, that was nice to see. Um, but again, he showed that inconsistency that prevents him from being the long-term solution, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that, that last interception, the game any interception, uh, he, I remember, I think after the game, he even said it was the best nine rod he's ever thrown in his life, which I was a little, you know, hyperbolic, but, um, you know, I think it was going to be a tough catch for John Bates to make regardless. Uh, I also don't know why. I didn't think we needed to, they needed to go for the kill shot there at that point. There was 30 seconds left. Um, they had no timeouts, but, um, you know, I didn't think the, you know, end-all touchdown shot needed to be at that play. I, I would have liked them seeing it check down the ball maybe one more time. That's what was working for the those last really half of the field with a lot of jump downs of Jared Patterson. Um, so, you know, as a whole, again, Taylor made some nice throws, but again, made some um, head scratchers as well. Uh, that led to the you know Washington football team loss. Um, again, the loss wasn't completely on him, but definitely just kind of showed the the Taylor Heineke experience at its finest. I think in that game, and the Jared Patterson had a nice game filling in for Gibson at the rushing touchdown. The cap off that opening drive, um, like I spoke of earlier, um, definitely proven to be a good NFL back, or excuse me, at least a solid NFL back. Someone that you know definitely could be that third, maybe a third down option. He showed some you know good hands at the backfield this week. Uh, and definitely had a spot on this team for, I think, for the next few years. Uh, they definitely need to bring by J.D. McKissick when, you know, with him being a free agent offseason. But uh, Patterson's definitely a guy that he can, you know, can lean on, maybe give us some more carries going forward to take some of that pressure off Antonio Gibson. Nice to see Cam Sims finally get some more run. run. Um, he had a really nice tough catch, I think, on that first drive it was. Um, he definitely has, you know, trustworthy big hands, big target. Taylor needs that, uh, you know, considering him being a little inaccurate from time to time. I was really happy to see Terry finally get some targets. I think he had 11 or 12. Uh, seven catches total. He just needs to get the ball. I don't really care how it is. He, he's the best offensive player, you know, probably the best player to, um, in general on this team. So just they need to continue to force feed him. He, he, he's by far the best player on this team, uh, especially offensively. So he needs to get his looks. Uh, I really continue to be impressed by John Bates. It seems to be a really good fourth round pick for this team. Um, I actually wanted um, 
Brevin Jordan in that spot, but uh, proven to be wrong. Jordan's had some moments for Houston, but Bates definitely is proven to be a good ba- a blocking tight end, especially uh, he has good hands as well. Not that dynamic guy for the catch, but um, definitely can make some plays too. He had a nice run after catching against Dallas last week. So um, he's going to continue to get better. I like to see his pairing with Logan Thomas for the future. Uh, Sadiq Charles, I thought, did pretty well again, going against had a good interior line with Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. I think... Uh, you know, he could be long-term replacement for Brandon Sheriff, especially with Sheriff being a free agent in the offseason. They cannot franchise tag him. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, they could be $26 million for a franchise tag for a third year in a row and would just be a stupid decision by the organization. So I don't see them doing that. Um, but again, I think someone they can consider to take over in that right guard position. Uh, d- defense had a you know, pretty good, much-needed bounce-back performance for the most part. Um, Jay, the third down conversions killed them. That's kind of been the story of this team, at least the first half of the year on defense. That third and 14, the opening drive of the second half is what I really think won them the game, in my opinion. Um, if the Washington gets off the field there, Jalen was struggling and was, um, scrambling to the right threw across, uh, I think it was the Greg Ward. It would be like a 20 yard gain set up the touchdown. That's a backbreaker. If they get a field goal there, you never know what happens. Maybe, you know, it stays, you know, 16, 10 ball game. Washington maybe gets some momentum off the side. Just, it just, I really think it was backbreaker for this team and something that really hurt them um but you know over that overall they did pretty well cam curl i thought was being back was huge in dallas goddard goddard had that huge game against washington last two weeks ago having cam curl being able to cover him was a big difference in this game uh, i thought kendall fuller just want to shout out to his tackling his tackling has been great these last 10 11 weeks uh, especially after the team turned it around or when they won that four-game winning streak, I've really been impressed with Kendall's uh, ability to stick his nose in there uh, on run run plays and just, you know, limiting uh, yak yardage as the receiver catches the ball. Not much time for Jamin Davis continues to be concerned. Clearly, this team is not happy with his development so far. I think they finally are admitting, um, Ron Rivera said this week, about his um, inability to play the Mike linebacker position, which I thought from the start was a... I never thought he was a Mike linebacker. In Kentucky, he was an outside uh, linebacker. That's what he should have been here. He, you know, Mike linebacker position brings a lot more responsibility for te- for the those players. You know, they have to call plays, so they're diagnosing a lot more, and it had caused them to think. And the guy like Jamie, who's young in this game, uh, didn't even have that much playing time in Kentucky until his last year there. You would rather just have him react and you know react to what he sees, not have to think about calling plays and see what you get guys lined up, and that's just not what you should really do to a rookie. And I thought it was kind of doomed from the start. So I still think Davis has a good future, just not going to be at a middle linebacker at least for the time being for Washington. He has crazy athleticism, um, and you could definitely still make plays. I, 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 again, not punting a hope on him at all, but it seems like he just only got 12 plays this week and it has to change in that last week next week going against the Giants um secondary did the best it could under the circumstances with all the injuries piled up I mean he had Cornelder playing out there Danny Johnson uh, I think um DJ Hayden even got in a little bit so they did the best they could a tough loss um that I think Washville team you know I, I still think they're better than Philly um I just think there's a lot they caught them bad times with injuries in Washington I, I think Philly is going to get smacked in the first round. I think they're that good at a football team. They have one win over a team with a winning record this whole year. So um, uh, they definitely have a good running game. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, kudos to them. They took advantage of an easy schedule the second half of the year and got into the playoffs. So, um, but again, I think uh, it's only watchable team will, you know, look to take advantage of them and get some revenge next year. And there's two, there are two um, matchups against Philly. Moving on to the Giants game, I'm not going to do too much of a breakdown. It's it's a meaningless game. The Giants are a horrible football team. Washington, obviously, is pretty bad in their own right. Jake Fromm will start for the Giants. Uh, he had a horrible showing two weeks ago when he was a starter, or maybe three weeks ago now. Glennon took back over, and then it looked like Glennon's rolled out this week. Um, Saquon Barkley had his best game in a while last week. He had 100 yards rushing. 
they could not get anything going in the past game. They had literally negative passing yards last week with the first time in 12 years in the NFL. They're decimated wide receiver with injuries. Kenny Galladay is their only healthy receiver um, that started the season for them last week. That same much when Galladay has an injury yesterday in his own right, and he was the only one that was able to stay healthy last week for the Giants. Um, they have a really bad offensive line that needs a facelift. That's something they need to concentrate on in the draft. Um, they're good against the run, or they're solid against the run on defense. Solid players in the secondary with James Bradbury, Xavier McKinney, Logan Ryan, guys like that. Those are good, solid um, cornerstone starters for them. Um, so they have that going for them. But they definitely need some pass rushers as well for the Giants. Um, that's something they've been lacking for the last three or four years now. Um, so that, that's what Washington's going against this week. You know, Taylor will get the start again. Uh, I think, it, you know, might as well get Kyle Allen some run. You know, he, he deserves a shot. Taylor, they kind of show what he's going to do. He's a backup low-end starter at the best um, in his career. And that's something to sneeze at. You know, Heineke had a great... It's a great story. I mean, he could be a backup for the next five or ten years, so he should take pride in that. But at this point, they know what he is. Maybe get Kyle Allen at least a few series in there and see what they can do. Um, and a matchup the Washington really should dominate because even though they're not great, they're definitely better than the Giants. So uh, uh, Tony Gibson is off COVID, but he was limited in practice on Wednesday with a hip injury, so it'll be interesting to see if he plays. Um, one little minor note you could look at it there. He's 109 yards short, short of a 1,000-yard rushing season, so they might be gunning for that, but, you know, maybe... It, it's not that important with the season uh, the way it is, and he's probably still banged up for all injuries he's had to go through this year. If not, you see a lot more Jerry Patterson again, maybe some Jonathan Williams, Wendell Smallwood um, for the second straight week. Uh, Terry McLaurin is 40 yards short of 1,000, so hopefully they make a point to get him to that. He's too good of a talented receiver to not have a 1,000-yard season, especially in a 17-game season. Um, a lot of that's not on him. It's a horrible quarterback play. Um, a horrible quarterback. It's a quarterback play. That he's had to deal with really since he's been here since 2019. So it'd be nice to see him get those 40 yards, get another thousand yard season. That'd be two and three years for the team. Uh, should make a point to get Deami Brown some more run. He had the best play of his uh, young career against Dallas two weeks ago. That 40 yard play against Trayvon Diggs, and then a nice 20 yard catch uh, last week against Philly. Might as well see what he can do. Um, Dax Miller should get some more run in the slot as well. Um, Adam Humphreys and Cam Sims are free agents after this year. I like Cam Sims a lot, but I don't know how. Much are going to put faith in him to resign him after they barely played him this year. So, might as well say Deami Brown and Dax Mill and get some more opportunities. More opportunities for John Bates and uh, Samus Reyes as well. But Bates has really been starting the last couple weeks, anyways. I don't expect Ricky Seals Jones to play with that concussion he had last week. Samus Reyes, he'll be the number two tight end, tight end again. Might as you know, they're there. They kept him for a reason all year to really not play or only really play special teams. So, at least maybe throw him a ball, see if he can catch, catch a pass here in the NFL. I like to see Charles get another star, Sadiq Charles, if he can t- see if he could take over Sheriff long term. Uh, Eric Flowers is back, so the left guard opportunity is gone for him. Maybe they just start him over Sheriff to see what he can have, but I don't know. I'm sure they won't, but again, it might as well get some more film on Charles. He's started two games of guard. Let's see if they get a third game at him to look to see if they're comfortable with him. Uh, him or Wes Schweizer taking over for Sheriff. I just don't see them re-signing Sheriff. They've had multiple opportunities to do it, and he hasn't done it. They haven't done it, so I think they need, really need to plan for the future. Uh, was nice to see them re-sign Charles Leno. I think it's a good year, three years, $37 million deal. So a little over $12 million for a quality left tackle. He'll be 31 next year. Um, he was a really good signing for them. Um, shrewd signing, only $4 million. But it turned out to be a really good move for them. And I'm glad they locked him up. You got Cosme and him on the left and right side going into next year. Um, so I think that was a you know really good move for the team. A defense, you know, let's see some more Shaka Tony, James Smith-Williams. Um, William Bradley King, guys like that. Um, I don't know if Sweat's going to go again. He didn't practice, obviously. Um you know, thoughts and prayers with him, obviously, after his brother, losing his brother last week. 
So I don't expect him to play, and there's no reason, you know, to expect him to play. He's going through a lot right now. So I'm obviously Shaka Tony and Jason Williams. Um, I like Shaka Tony. I really like his first step. I think he can be a, at least a third-down rusher in this league, uh, you know, a situational rusher in that vein. Um, had to let Jamin Davis play. Again, only 12 snaps last week. Let him make his mistakes now because next year, hopefully, you're competing all year for a playoff spot, and you need to be because Ron needs it to happen, um, and this front office needs to happen to um, – make sure this uh, organization is going in the right direction. So let Jamin Davis play. I know David Mayo played pretty well in the middle linebacker last week because it allowed Cole Holcomb to play free, not have him play in the Mike linebacker position, which he's not uh, really suited to do as well. But again, let's see, let's see some more Jamin Davis. I think it's more important. I think that's the most important thing right now. And the secondary, more the same. Um, they're already dealing with injuries, so that's really what's going to be back there. I don't expect William Jackson to play. This is an, in a meaningless game, and he's on the COVID list right now anyways. Uh, maybe Jeremy Reeves would get one final shot to get some more run at safety so that he's worthy of a actual roster spot in 2022 instead of being a practice squad guy. Um, I like him. I think he's a, at least a really good quality backup at safety in this league. Um, um, and in summation, you know, I think the Washington team uh, finished the season with a 24-10 win to get their seventh win and finished with seven wins for back-to-back years. Looking at the college football playoff, you got Bama versus Georgia. I'm really excited to watch this rematch. I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, I think it'll be better than the first time around. I think Georgia got hit in the mouth that you know a game about a month ago now, and they'll be you know raring to go and show that that's not the team that they were a, a month ago. And they're just as good as Georgia. Excuse me, Alabama. I think it'll be um, a really good matchup to see. Um, some guys I'm excited to watch. These are draft prospects. Again, we're going to dive into the draft a lot more um going forward especially on this podcast especially it's kind of my forte being the former scout and yeah i'm really excited to get in that get in get into uh the meat of the off season and the draft in april is only you know three three and a half months away basically so i'm excited for that but you know looking for the guys it's college football championship i really love bama wide receiver jamison williams i actually would like washington maybe look at him if they right now they have the ninth pick um they need another playmaker opposite of terry mclaurin and jamison williams could be that guy six two one eighty nine Dude is fast as heck. Um, uh, dynamic of the ball in his hand. 75 catches, 1,507 yards this year. On, good for a 20.1 yard uh, YPC. And 50, 15 touchdowns. Just love the way he explodes with the ball in his hands. Good hands. Um, needs to refine his running a little bit. Um, but just a guy that you can just take to the house at any point, at any uh place in the field. So I do, I do like him. I'm really excited to see him going against George, especially being the true number one. He was kind of number one this year anyways, but John Mechie got towards ACL in the SC Championship. Another guy that's draft eligible would have been a first, second round pick, but I still expect him to go pro talking about John Mechie, but um, a lot of more focus is going to be on Jamison Williams in this game after Mechie uh, is out, of course, with that torn ACL. You got Bama running back Brian Robinson Jr., He's a guy that's been, I think, he's a fifth-year senior, 6'1", 225, uh, another vein of those big Alabama running backs. He had 1,275 yards rushing this year, 14 touchdowns, had 204 yards against Cincinnati in the uh, semifinal game. Um, he's a guy that probably goes second or third round. Uh, a team again, a guy that's going to have a better pro career than college career. He was stuck behind so many talented backs at Bama. Um, he's going to do well in the NFL. Then you have Bama off the tackle, Evan Neal. He's in contention to be the first overall pick, especially if Jacksonville gets that pick. They need someone to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence's blind side. The dude is just massive, 6'7", 351. He's just hard to get around. Ed Rusher, it's, it's going to take you two to three seconds just to get around him, so that's usually enough for a quarterback to get the ball off. So, uh, and, and obviously not taking away his, his technique and you know just a good overall left tackle, but just being that massive size of a dude, take two seconds just to get around that guy off the edge. So um, other Alabama players that are not draft eligible that are going to be top five picks probably in 2023 is linebacker Will Anderson. He's an absolute stud. Ed Rusher could play off the ball as well. And then you got Bryce Young. I mean, he's a rainy high of a trophy winner. Could maybe win it again next year. 
Um, he's a guy that's going to be the number one quarterback taken in 2023 if he has another season like he did this year. For Georgia, you got linebacker Nicobe Dean, 6'5", excuse me, 6'2", 225, 68 tackles, 6 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, 2 interceptions this year. Um, he's right up there with Devin Lloyd for me uh, from Utah as the top linebackers in this class. He's a guy with safety size, with linebacker instincts, um, guy that's got to go in the top 15, top 20 of the class. Um, he's been a really big part of that dominant uh, Georgia defense. Uh, then you got Georgia cornerback Deron Kendrick, 6'1", 194 interceptions this year. Really good ball seals. I'm excited to see him go against one-on-one against Jamison Williams of Alabama. He's a guy as a Clemson transfer. Um, he's had a really good college career. Another guy that can go, you know, late first round, second round kind of guy. Uh, we got Georgia defensive end, addresser Trayvon Walker. He can also play in the interior. He's 6'5", 273. He has five sacks. Um, first or second round guy at this point. And then you have defensive tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia. Another huge human being, 6'6", 340. True nose tackle in this league. Only two sacks. Um, but he uh, definitely is a dominant elite run stuffer. Another guy that could be a first, second round pick in April. Um, so for my prediction for this game, obviously Alabama, you know, beat them pretty handily in the first time. But I think Georgia, you know, even going back to that national championship they lost a couple of years ago to Alabama on that game-winning walk-off touchdown from Tua Tungavailoa to Devontae Smith, I think Georgia's going to get some revenge here for that game. And, of course, the SEC championship last month as well. I got Georgia winning 31-28 and hopefully will be a memorable college football championship. Well, with that, that concludes the Roman League episode. Washington team will look to end its four-game losing streak and finish the season strong. With the offseason closing fast, there will be a lot more draft talk on this podcast in the upcoming weeks. Next week, we'll be back with a new episode looking back at the Giants game, along with some offseason talk. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScotch21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please hit subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.